Hello and you are very welcome to Dan and Dara on Dublin South FM. I am Dara McNicholas. And I'm Dan Airy. Dan, how are we? Not too bad, not too bad. How are you? Oh, sure, listen, isn't that brilliant? The sun is shining. Kids are going back to school. Of course it is. It's, not always, <laughs> it's just, isn't that the tradition? It's just, this is what happens. Kids go back to school, we get lovely weather. Absolutely. It's it's like the uh, it's the same with the leave insert, isn't it? It always comes around when the leave insert happens as well. Yeah, I mean it's no harm. So you so you've been finding it you've been finding it good so far. Ah uh, yeah, no in fairness now, you know, uh I think I just found the summer very kind of short. Um I don't know, in a strange way. It's just kind of almost yeah, oh, here comes the summer, and now suddenly it's the end of August and while I don't think I've gotten an awful lot done, I know I have, but then part yeah. of me is kind of going, did you not, uh, we were going to do this, and you said you were going to do that, and all of a sudden it just seems to have gone disappeared, and I'm kind of going, let's start preparing for Halloween soon. Yeah, I don't know about you, it, it seems like from what you were saying, that, that um, definitely from my point of view, August has gone by like flat. Yeah, flat. Just- Disappeared. I mean, you're finished um, college when? You're in your master's. When's that finishing up? Um, I submit on the 20th of September. Um, and then we, wow. we graduate in in uh, in October at some stage. So we, we've got a kind of a final touch-up period for a, a two-week period in, in in September just to kind of polish off audio and get the color grading right and and make some uh I have a few kind of changes that I know I need to make um and just kind of add a uh, add a few things in and, and stuff like that and uh, enough about you Dan I think there's far more important things going on in the world like the Paralympics absolutely absolutely um I thought this this is uh, interesting because I remember a couple of weeks ago you mentioned uh, was it a friend of yours that no my brother uh, yeah my brother bumped into oh, brother, uh, Patrick yes. Flanagan no I mean, don't, don't literally mean bumped into him uh, he had nothing to do with what happened uh, he met him in uh, Heathrow Airport um, and had a chat with him yeah mm-hmm. um, and a a little further to that story as, as you said nothing to to do with your brother uh, but he arrived in um, Heathrow Airport and the chair that he uses was completely broken yeah in an absolute jock Dan absolutely um, so like when we say broken this is like the wheels weren't able to spin anymore like that's pretty and he had to go um and and look for a replacement but even even at that like a replacement isn't the that chair it's completely secondary to any needs that he he would have um very 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 disappointing yet not at all Surprising. Yeah, there's no, yeah, there is no major shock here, really, is there? For outsiders looking in, they'd be like, ah, oh, no, we can't have that happening. 
so yeah it's something that happens on a far too regular basis um and i know ellen Keane and and members of of the paralympic team were kind of speaking about it in the immediate aftermath on on their stories and kind of articles were written about it and 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 things like that but it just means that you can't like he he spent five years worth worth of uh training to get there to focus on the sport that's what the paralympics is about focusing on the sport never mind the disability and then this kind of thing happens that aside he still has to swim mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what kind of an effect. Uh, I, I know you kind of go, oh, you know, what kind of effect it's going to have on it, but I'm sure it will have some sort of an effect on it. It's kind of like, you know, we, you might take it for granted that, you know, if we were to put you in a different wheelchair, mm. what sort of an effect that would have on you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, 100%. Right? You, you can get around though. He's fine. Yeah. No, he, yeah. Okay. Yes, you can get around. That's, that's okay. But it's because it might be sitting in a different position. Uh, it might affect different muscle groups in your body. Yeah. You know, and and sort of suddenly you're kind of sitting like this and then you're kind of expected to sit like this and then, you know, you're working muscles that you wouldn't normally. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see just yeah. how Absolutely it's going to no, affect them. Absolutely. No, I, I agree with you on that. And I, I think for, for I, I, as we mentioned earlier on, for, for the outsiders looking in, I think it's, it's a case of, okay, this is a terrible thing that happened. And then they hear, oh, we got a replacement chair. And they're like, oh, he's fine. He's grand. Um, But yeah, it will, it will be interesting to see. Hopefully you can put all that behind him now and, and put in some cracking performances in the pool. Yes, but we do have, we have, we have had some cracking performances already. Uh, Absolutely. With gold medal for uh, Ellen Keane. I know you're a fanboy for Ellen. A little bit. A little bit, yeah, a little bit. Okay, <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, shit. Hey, Tan, it's just me and you here, you know, we can talk about this, it's okay. Um, but she she, she got a gold. Uh, I believe on post have already uh, painted the uh, letter bo- or the post box in her area in Clontarf, uh, gold. Brilliant. Yeah, um, Brilliant. as they did yeah. already for uh, Kelly Harrington, the middle of town. So that's good, at least they're um, being consistent. We like consistency, Dan, don't we? Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Um, so she won gold in the SB8 uh, breaststroke. Classification, Stan. Yes. Yes. Uh, rather complicated by the admission of, of, the, of the commentators themselves. It, it is quite, compli- uh, quite complicated. Um, if we were to focus on swimming... Uh, in isolation, uh, they have S1 to S14. So S is swimming, uh, and then 1 to 14. And then for, I, I mentioned there, Ellen was in SB8. So that's swimming breaststroke 8. And then, so when they're, when they're swimming like medleys and stuff like that, I think it's SM uh, and, and different things like that. And they have... So 14 uh, separate categories. And then, of course, you have the brushstroke and so on. Um, S1 
it's a severe physical condition. So the, the most severe physical conditions, whether that be amputations, a high degree of cerebral palsy, different things like that. S11 is uh, visually impaired, which is for swimming is absolutely fascinating to watch. Um, and brilliant to watch because uh, these swimmers swim with blacked out goggles. Uh, so they, they have absolutely no idea where, where they're going. Um, so they have tappers at the end of the pool to let them know like whether they're five meters, 10 meters away from the wall. Um, and yeah, they, they, to make it fair so that they'd have like certain swimmers that have a lower degree of a visual impairment than others. Um, but to make it fair, everybody has completely uh, blacked out goggles and they're tested beforehand. Um, uh, I think beforehand and immediately after the race as well to, to make sure that, yes, nothing can be seen um, out of these. And then you have S14 is a mild intellectual disability. And then there are also, uh, I mentioned some double amputee uh, athletes in certain uh, classifications earlier on. Some uh, double amputee backstroke swimmers start at the blocks with tape in their mouths, which is really, really cool to see just the ingenuity to be able to uh, launch off the blocks. It's really, really Fascinating to watch. Uh, I have tried to catch as much of the uh, Paralympics as I can between RTE actually and Channel 4. Um, and yeah, I have to say as well, it's been very good coverage, mm -hmm. um, especially from RTE. Uh, yeah. I thought that, you know, there was, yeah, that, you know, definitely you're kind of going, okay, fair enough, right, very good. But I came across one, Dan, and I, I had to stop, and it actually made me stop. Uh, I don't know if you've seen Goal Ball. Goal Ball or Goal, goal Ball? Goal ball, goal as in goal, you stick the ball in the goal. Goal ball. Right. Uh, no. I no. Okay, right. Um, and I did, and I kind of went, what is going on here, lads? Honestly, now, what is happening here? So you've got a court. Oh, I don't know, I suppose. It, is it as big as a maybe a badminton, maybe smaller, smaller maybe in a badminton court? And you've got a goal at either end almost the length of the court. Mm. And it's kind of seems to be broken up into uh, four, four or five separate parts, uh, lines in the ground and stuff like that. And then you've got three players either end. Okay. So this is for, um, it's for the vision, for, for, vision for, for people with vision impairment. And again, they've got the goggles on, right? Which made right. me kind of go, what's going, what is going on here? But effectively, you have obviously to score a goal. So you're throwing the ball at the other at the other player's goals. But they've all got the blacked out goggles on them. So again it's for for the for the vision. I would that then I'd highly recommend if you can Google it or if you come across it, have a look at it. Um, I, I certainly will. Say say it's interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's not so much interesting as weird. Just to look at. Right. Uh, yeah. 
you know, I like that when you're talking about the swimming and, and the blacked out goggles, it's the same thing in this. So it's for right. obviously there's various different degrees of vision impairment, but mm. everyone gets to wear the, the, the goggles and that's it. So you're, you're all on the same level playing field pretty much with the goggles. But yeah, sorry, that's just as an aside. That's just one of all of the things I've seen so far that made me go, what is that? Right. And, and actually made me kind of look it up a bit. Yeah. So go have a look at goal ball. Very, very different to at a rugby, which I think they're called murder ball. Yes, um, they do. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's a, that's a very interesting nickname and very apt. Yeah, definitely. Um, because it's essentially just, obviously there's more skill to it than this, but wheelchair rugby is... Uh, Get in a chair with with slanted wheels and and guards on the front and absolutely whack into each other. Very yeah. entertaining to watch. Well, uh, it's very entertaining to watch. But I think you know when we talk about the people that are that are uh, commentating and presenting as well, um, a lot of you know a lot of chat of how the sport is developing and the technology, the chairs and the quality of the chairs. Um, you know, it's not it's not a it's not an old sport. Mm. It's quite a new sport, and they were kind of saying, "Well, yeah, well, the technology in the chairs has become so much better." You know, and everyone's kind of watching what everybody else is doing and how they're modifying their chairs, and obviously there's rules and all that that, that, that kind of have to be kept uh, in line with. But I found it very interesting when you know when they're talking about the sport is developing. Yeah, it, it can only be a positive thing. Yeah, exactly, and the, and the consideration that comes into bits and pieces um, that mm. you know that are going on. Have you managed to watch a bunch of the uh, RTE's presentation? Uh, I, it's been mainly RTE, actually. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I think I think they're doing a good job. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would have to agree with you on that one. Um, they have Joanna Reardon, a journalist um, who has done a huge amount of things um when it comes to uh raising awareness around disability over the years uh they have her on um and they have um natalia coyle as well who was uh an olympian yeah um a few weeks ago um so it's, it's kind of it's really interesting to kind of uh, see the dynamic that they have uh, with each other, and kind of you can you can almost like see them learning off each other. Um, like particularly when Joanne would talk about, uh, shall we say the the challenges that are faced by um, certain people with disabilities or or athletes and and um natalia would openly say that i wouldn't have you know a, a great deal of experience around it but it's, it's really interesting to see them kind of dovetail off each other and i think it's it's really positive when it comes to you know representation in the media um when you have something like this and and yeah, no, it is. But I mean, it, the simple fact that we're seeing Paralympians, Irish Paralympians, for the most part, on the panels as well, people with disabilities. Yes. You know, and, and the representation of, and it's not just, you know, the usual talking heads talking about stuff they really don't know about. Yeah. 
this is like which is yeah absolutely fantastic and i mean you'll, you'll have uh i don't saw a list there somewhere uh mark rowan catherine walsh Jolf, john fulham uh mm. dara mcdonald orla barry james scully and uh paul keogan he, he, he was ireland's first um blade runner brilliant yeah so you know it's um as, as you're saying there natalia coyle and david gillick as well um Mm. Just even just from an Olympian point of view, yeah, and which is pretty good. And I I think it, it comes to serve the point as well by having like, if you want to call them like allies of like, to kind of show the balance that that needs to happen. Like you need to have able-bodied people being aware of these kind of things, and then you also need to. Like for for young kids with disabilities growing up, you need to have this kind of representation. So it, it's brilliant. It's it's been really, it is really enjoyable. and on the flip on the flip side of that, Dan, um, I do try and catch up with uh, Channel 4's um, the Last Word team uh, in the evening. Mm-hmm. I'm I must say Channel Four in in general because uh, I I covered. I suppose Channel Four, and then a little bit about the the last leg for for an assignment in the Masters last year. And I must say, um, Channel Four in general have been absolutely fantastic when it comes to um, coverage around disability and representation of having people um, involved in whether it be presenting or whatever it may be on their screens. Yeah, well, I mean, they still have Rosie Jones out there in uh, in Tokyo as their sort of uh, representative on the ground, mm. you know, and she's doing a fantastic job. Brilliant. And again, positive, positive representation. But let's get back to uh, the, the wonderful Irish uh, and uh, our fantastic Olympians or Paralympians. Yeah, yeah. So um, it wasn't just uh, Ellen Keane in action in, in the pool over the past couple of days. Um, We've had uh, Nicole Turner, who swam a personal best um, to finish sixth in her first final. And then uh, just before we we came on air, um, she uh, finished um, seventh in the uh, SB6 100 meter breaststroke final. Um, and then we have Roshi Nirin, who is no doubt about it going to be a, a future star. Um, she was three years old when Ellen Keane made her, her debut in, in Beijing. Um, and I've, I've heard her say over, over the course of the, the last couple of weeks that Ellen Keane is, is her it has served as an inspiration for us. So that's really interesting to see the two of them competing together now. Uh, Roshini Rain, she has six events. Um, she's made three finals and swam three personal bests so far. So you can't really argue with that, can you? No, you can't. I mean, that, that, that is a, that's, a, that's a savage shift to be putting in. Track cycling then. Um, we had Rochelle Timothy. Um, she raced a personal best in the uh, C1 to C3 500 meter time trial and then Ronan Grimes uh, secured a PB in the 
C4 uh, 4,000 meter individual pursuit, uh, just missing out on bronze. Um, some more positive news on the track cycling front, actually. Uh, Katie George Dunleavy and Eve McChrystal, um, they've secured still silver in the B3,000 meter individual pursuit. Uh, and they broke the world record in the qualifiers as well. And Dan, I just rather importantly on this track cycling thing, um, this is all considering we don't have a velodrome in Ireland. Yes, absolutely. You yeah. know, the simple fact that I think they're um, with the last pair, Katie George um, and Eva McChrystal, I think the fact is that, that they're actually road racers mm. for the most part and have just switched into um, track cycling. Um, you know, we don't we don't have any facilities. So wherever they're training, it's not in this country. Yeah. And cycling, cycling in a velodrome is very, very different to road cycling or um, you know, even track cycling, you know, on a flat track or whatever. Yeah, no, uh, absolutely. It's a completely different set of skills. Oh, they do. I mean, I, I don't know whether whether you've been anywhere near the um uh, the national sports complex out in Blanchardstown at all. If you're ever in the area in the car, right, just take a spin in. Right. Because it is just quite a remarkable place and what's happened out there. There is a massive indoor track. Uh, the facilities in there are, are, are quite, I, I would imagine, are quite world, world class. I, if they're going mm. to build a velodrome, I'm sure they'll probably be somewhere out there. I mean, the, the, the GAA have moved part of their um, excellence team out there. Irish rugby are out there. They've got a massive indoor pitch uh, and do a lot of their training out there. Obviously, the FEI are out there as well. Um, they've been there on, on the campus for a long time. The National Equestrian Centre is out there uh, for all the GGs and stuff like that. You know, there, I'm, I'm, there is a lot of a lot of good stuff going on, but just clearly not enough. If we don't have a velodrome and we're actually kind of coming back with medals, you have to kind of go, ooh, okay, we're pushing an open door here, lads. Let's, let's just build a bloody velodrome and see if we can't take over the world. Colin Judge in the uh, table tennis, Dan. Yes, uh, Colin Judge uh, was somebody who was mentioned to us uh, in our conversations with John uh, last week. Um, he reached the round of 16 in the table tennis. Unfortunately, he's by a very loud day. Russian fellow. <laughs> yes. Uh, this, yeah, he just kept roaring. As we, as we <laughs> said in the country, he was bawling like an ass. Um, <laughs> you know, and I mean, if I was playing against him, I'd be kind of bad. He just calm down there now, cool the jets for a second, will you? Maybe he just has to put somebody off. He'd certainly put me off, I can tell you. Some, some would call that passion, though. Really, Dan, would they know? I'm not <laughs> so sure. And the archery, Dan, have you been watching the archery? Uh, I haven't yet, but I, I've been kind of. Um, it's one of those things I've been I've been following, um, kind of different athletes and and the the Paralympic socials, um, so they kind of have updates with with different athletes, um, competing in different events and and how they've how they've fared, um. But it is something that I would love to 
um, love to engage with in in the next few days. No, I definitely do. Um, because yeah, when you when you see you know some people uh, and and how they're that they've adapted and how they've um, you know kind of gotten on with it, you just you know you have to wonder. Uh, you know when people are moaning about stuff, and you look at that and you're just kind of going, yeah, fair enough. You know, you have little to be given out about Mrs. There, there was a point made in in the in the swimming commentary as well that like it, it was reinforced that the the Paralympics is the parallel Olympics. Um, so like you could have Irish Olympians mm. training with these athletes um, at exactly the same time. They train just as hard, um, and and you're seeing you're seeing. Uh, you're seeing the results of it just, just as hard, if not harder. Um, given, yeah, which kind of eases nicely, really, Dan, into um, are we the 15? So, th- there's this kind of uh, an ad campaign running uh, alongside the, the Paralympics, and it's essentially a, a, a video, um, dismissing ideas of things that we've mentioned before whether it be craterism or um inspiration porn um there is there's a lot of that Dan. yeah um, still you know and i i would i will actually see I, and i will say it i've seen a lot of it um on the rte commentary yeah i, I found that there, there was interesting commentary um from uh some rte but i can't exactly remember who it was um when discussing uh acquired disabilities um and it was essentially just simple as this get on with it um because i think they were discussing about like the change in in circumstances that these people are going through um was it a bit too harsh and kind of dismissing mental health and the importance of looking after somebody's mental health after something like that um yeah well i yeah like you uh, i I could sit quite happily either side of the fence on that um Mm. and not worry about whatever i was going to say being on either side of that fence of being caught out or not caught out but, but just being seen as being wrong yeah get on with it um this life is actually short enough mm. but then again a lot of the things that we've spoken about uh over time have been around access um around like i, I I'm, I'm i was just talking about that fantastic facility out in the national sports complex uh but can everybody get there is it is it available to everybody can everybody access it uh you know we're mm. talking about swimmers going into swimming pools um and being lowered in or whatever or uh you know with no arms and you're 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 dropping yourself into the pool hanging on to a, a, a towel get on with it but not everybody's a paralympian yeah absolutely and i that's why i i agree with you in saying that and i would agree with this commentary to a degree um but i i think there there has to be that adjustment period where 
there has you have to have the the right amount of supports in place to to make that um transition i I suppose if if you want to call it that as comfortable as it can possibly be yeah Um, something plus i also want to have a look at the equestrian sports which we didn't get a chance to talk about today uh, yeah. which have been absolutely wonderful as well. Uh, when you talk about sort of all age groups, you know, from kind of 23, I think, to up to 67 competing. Brilliant. You know, how bad. So, Dan, I think that's a pretty good place, actually, to uh, wind it up. So you have been listening to Dan and Dara on Dublin South FM. I have been Dara McNicholas. I'm Dan Airy. I'm going to talk to you very soon.